from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by CoachesEdge.coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. And in this episode, I'm interviewed by Daniel Blink, former Kramer basketball intern last fall as we talk about communication and sport, all the different ways that it relates and how it can be so beneficial for young people to be involved in sports at a young age to improve their communication and their overall life skills. I hope you enjoy it. Daniel was awesome as an intern and our connection with Coastal Carolina has been fantastic. Let's get to the show. Uh, Coach Kramer, can you uh, introduce yourself for me and kind of give me a little bit of background of like what you do and stuff like that? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for having me here, Daniel. I'm excited to chat with you on, on communication here in sports. And uh, so my name's Steve Kramer. I'm the owner of Kramer Basketball LLC. We work with a couple thousand players um, as far as basketball training, basketball instruction throughout the course of the year from around the country. Uh, we run basketball training programs specifically in South Carolina, Michigan, and Ohio. And uh, that's something that I just have a, a big passion about. My, my background is in education. I have a degree in elementary education. And that's where, you know, long ago, I knew I always wanted to work with youth, be around young people. Uh, I thought that that was going to be as a teacher. And obviously, as you know, I love basketball. So I wanted to be a teacher and a high school basketball coach. That was the plans for, for me. Um, but as a youth athlete, as a high school athlete, really loved basketball, played all the time. I uh, had the opportunity to go and play college basketball. And after I finished my college career, uh, I happened to be fortunate enough and good enough to be able to do it for a living. And so I played uh, professionally overseas for four seasons before my wife and I, we decided to move back to the States and start a family. Uh, so I have some professional experience. Uh, as I said, my field's in education, so I went back uh, to Michigan at that time and got in the educational field, did that for a couple years, started uh, player development, some basketball workouts and clinics, and I uh, decided to do that full-time in 2014, so uh, now I've been doing that for the past 10 years. Awesome, and uh, can you share your personal experience with sports and how has it impacted your communication skills? Yeah, this is a great question because for and, and sports have been huge for me in this specific area because as a young kid, I was super shy, like mm. extremely, extremely shy. And it was a big weakness for me um, to the point that uh, it led to you know a lot of anxiety mm. if I was out in public. Um, if I was at a grocery store with my parents and somebody walked up to chat with my mom or dad because they knew them. I was a little kid who would hide behind my parents in a, a grocery store. Um, like I was just, I didn't want any interaction. I didn't want anybody to talk to me. And sports were a way that because I like basketball so much and I played some other sports as well, that forced me to get out of my shell. They forced me to, to communicate. And so for someone who was really shy, for mm -hmm. someone who struggled to be in a lot of public settings around others, being put onto a basketball court or a soccer field or whatever this might look like and say, hey, you're forced to communicate because the only way that you and your team are going to be successful is if you apply communication to everything that that could do. That could be learning plays, 
being in a practice and learning drills, communicating with a coach who's trying to help you out and, and, and learn something new. And if you have questions, you have to be able to ask questions. Mm-hmm. How do you interact with officials, coaches, parents, teammates? And you, know, you transition that. And now what, what I do for, for a living, which is teaching basketball, right? Well, that's communication. That involves mm-hmm. me communicating with others, being a, a good listener and listening to other people as well. So I could go on and on with this one. As I said before we started recording, I think this is a fantastic question. But for me, it really hits home because I was so shy as a kid Um, without playing sports as a young person and and growing up. uh, I certainly wouldn't have the career that I have now, uh, and I certainly wouldn't be as comfortable around other people. Um, You know, now I'll speak to college classes. I'll do I've, I've done, you know rallies in front of schools and speaking in front of large groups. And there's no way I, I would have the confidence to be able to do that uh, if it weren't for playing sports at a young age. Absolutely. I feel kind of the same way when I was younger. Uh, I had to get involved in sports and extracurricular activities before I kind of got out of my shell because I was the same way. I kind of just hid behind my mom most of the time. <laughs> uh, can you just tell what what age were did you start playing sports? Do you remember like at least sports that you, um weren't just you running around and kind of they're letting you play like you, you more rules constructed yeah, yeah I think um probably like third grade was when I joined something that was like a community league something that was had mm-hmm. some structure some structure to it third grade okay because yeah through my studies the age groups I am in between is between eight and twelve because through my research that's when kids can actually start uh learning and developing most of their communication skills and learning rules and stuff like that and constructive sports. So in what ways do you believe participating in team sports have improved your ability to work effectively with others? I think that as an athlete, Mm -hmm. as a coach, that we're better when we do things together Mm -hmm. and without communication, you might be on a football team, a softball team, volleyball team, basketball team, but without communication, it really is a bunch of individuals out there and you can be working hard. You could be very talented trying to do your best, but the communication piece to that is what makes you a team. That's what ties you together. So it's not just about improving the ability to work effectively with others. It's about like, this is necessary. This is necessary. It's necessary for sports. And this is, you know, tr- truly it's it's necessary for us as individuals. It doesn't matter what type of job you have. It doesn't matter if you're working in a, uh, an office in New York City or if you're working from home and you don't see another person throughout the course of the day. There's types of communication. There's forms of communication that you are going to need to have to excel in everything that you guys that you do. And so I, I view it so much as if, if we want to be the best that we can be as not just a team, but as an individual, I need to be able to communicate effectively with others. Uh, and how does the teamwork and cooperation required in sports translate to better communication skills in everyday life? Yeah, this is a great question. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we could we could go with it. Uh, mm-hmm. When you think about how, how some of the how does it translate, like if I'm on a basketball court, I can't text you and say, Hey, I need some help on defense. Right. right. I just need to let you know, Hey, I got beat baseline. I need some help. Right. And so 
that's that's one is like it's sports force us to verbally communicate which I think we can all, all admit is we're in a, a digital age right now. Um, we're becoming more inclined and more comfortable communicating with one another through digital forms of media, social media, texting, um, you know, leaving a, an audio text, whatever that might be. So for us to get more comfortable communicating verbally and mm-hmm. also through body language, which I think you're going to get into in, in another question as well, that's uh, really, really vital. I think that that's something that is going to set a lot of people up for success down the road because of their positions and and being able to play sports at a young age compared to kids that don't. Because if you're a, a young person and you don't get pushed into an environment where you have to verbally communicate with others, mm-hmm. and then at some point later down the road, that becomes a requirement for you, you're really, really going to struggle. But I think of all the kids that we get the chance to work with, I think of myself as an athlete, being in positions at a young age where you had to communicate with others in order to be effective only makes it easier down the road as you start to apply that to jobs, relationships, right? At some point you're getting married, if you're having kids, all the different aspects of communication that you need. And really it can stem back a lot of times to where were you at a young age? What situations were you put in that helped you build uh, some of those those communication skills, which which is huge. I think it builds confidence. I think the one of the lessons that communication has taught me is when we communicate at a high level, and I always say communication, the three C's of communication for me, it needs to be clear, it needs to be concise, and it needs to be consistent, right? And what I mean by that is if we're communicating with you and I'm babbling all around and I'm going way off subject and it's not really about this topic, which is actually communication, right? If it's not clear, you're going to be like, what the heck was that conversation about, right? Uh, is it concise? Meaning, can I get to the point or am I just adding on a bunch of, of different things, right? So I'm staying on subject. I'm making it essentially short and sweet. It's concise. And then if it's really valuable, it needs to be consistent, right? Meaning as a coach, if I say, hey, we're, we're always going to front the post on defense. And then a month goes down, down the road. I haven't said anything about it. We play that first game. You don't front the post on defense. And now I'm mad at you, right? And I say, hey, I said we need to front the post on defense. Is that clear? Yes. Is it concise? Yes. But was it consistent? Not if I only told you once, mm-hmm. a month ago, right? And so things that that have value with our communication, we have to make sure that we're consistently communicating those things. And that allows us to cover up some mistakes. So it builds confidence, allows us to cover up mistakes. And I also think that it gives us the chance to um, learn from others because people communicate differently, right? There's different communication styles. There's different learning styles. There's different ways that people are verbal. Some people have a lot of body language when they speak. Uh, as you watching this video, like I like to talk to my hand with my hands. Like when I try to emphasize something, I like put my hands out. So some people are, are like that. Um, so we can learn a lot from others and different forms of communication that they have through being in sports. And that allow is going to allow us to be able to translate that into other areas of our life. Okay. 
And, you know, expanding on that uh, with uh, nonverbal communication, uh, can you provide uh, any specific examples of how sports helped you learn to express yourself nonverbally to convey ideas to your teammates effectively? Yeah, so so two things. One, from a sports standpoint, um, you know, we're familiar with hand signals and, mm-hmm. you know, signs and all, all these different ways that you could communicate, right, through using your body. Um, you know, like for, for basketball, if you hold up a fist, that usually means set a ball screen, right? That's, that's a, that's basketball hand signal communication. I don't have to say anything to you. If I'm dribbling the ball and I put up my fist, yeah, you come set me a ball screen, right? And so being able to learn those things are, are tremendous. It kind of goes a little bit into our last question of understanding that there's different communication styles. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me with this question was how much we communicate just through body language. Yeah. You know, are we making eye contact? Uh, are we we present? Are we are we hunched over? Are we kind of cowering to the side when we communicate? Right. What what's the tone of our voice? Right. Uh, does it have some presence? Does it have you know some some confidence? Some some swagger to it. Um, when we're asking questions, are we asking questions in, in a way that sound, you know, like, hey, I really want to learn. I'm really curious or no, I'm just asking a question because I'm supposed to. Right. Um, so when it comes to, you know, nonverbal, I really think of, you know, what's our body language? And even though it is verbal, like tone of voice goes a long way. Uh, there's so many little things that it comes to communication with. Uh, I don't know what the the saying is or what the study is, but it's it's like. of communication is nonverbal, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what that, what that study was, but when you're interacting with other people, it's so, so true. You know, Mm -hmm. your, your body language, uh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I mean, those things are are very, very valuable and we continue to learn those things through sports and a lot of these interactions that we have at a young age. Awesome. Um, Have you encountered situations in sports where effective communication was crucial for uh, the success of your team and how did you handle those situations? You know, I think that in, in sports, there's a lot of situations where like could be high pressure, right? It could be the fourth quarter of a game. There's a minute left. You're down one, your coach calls timeout. They're breaking down a, per, a play and that communication needs to be very, very clear because you only have a certain amount of time during that timeout. There's five players that are about to go out into the court. They all have to be on the same page after that huddle breaks, a lot of times you're walking out with a teammate or two and you're double checking with them, making sure, hey, you know, you're going to be in, in in this in the corner. Right. Wait for me to come and set the screen for you before you come off. Um, we're going to hold the basketball in your half court until the clock gets to, you know, 30 seconds. Right. Instead of going at, at 40. And so one of the things about uh, sports that are crucial for success and it's is very unique for sports is a lot of times your communication is tied into like high pressure and also like there's a there's a time frame to this where communication needs to be executed effectively because you won't get that time back and then the game's over mm-hmm. And if you didn't communicate at a high level, now you're not giving yourself and your team the opportunity to execute. And, and again, you're only going to, you're not going to get that game back. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there, there's that pressure on communicating 
clear, concise, consistent, that really we, we don't always have that in our everyday life. Um, there's going to be times for it, right? Uh, whether it's you know a, a business deal that's that's last minute, whether it's a relationship thing with family and you're you're getting ready for um, a New Year's Eve party and you hey, I need you to I need you to go and pick up something from from the store like it's got to be this it's got to be this somebody's allergic to this so don't don't buy that like but for the most part in sports if we can get more comfortable communicating very clearly in some of those high pressure situations where time is not necessarily on our side. Once we get to life in other areas, I think it makes it that much easier because there's not some of that added stress to it. Okay. And uh, how does being part of a sports team encourage you to uh, more understanding of others and consider their perspectives and feelings? And I think like you can, touch more based on that being a coach as well because you're you're especially with younger kids you're dealing with a lot of emotions right there maybe some kids are getting frustrated and stuff like that yeah there's so many so many different things and I think as a coach the thing that I have to continue to remind myself of is like everybody's bringing different things with them into a practice into a game right they have different backgrounds they they're coming in with a different amount of knowledge that they have around basketball for example um, they're also bringing in some some baggage, like how was school that day, right? Uh, yeah. How how's the family doing? Are they getting over, you know, being sick? Like, so for me to understand and and try to take into account where the players that we're working with are are coming from, and that they're going to have a, a different view than than I have as somebody who's coached a lot and played a lot and taught a lot. And to remind myself, boy, a lot of the things that we're talking about are going to be brand new uh, for them. <clears throat> you mentioned feelings in, the, in that question. That could be a lot of nerves, right? It could be brand new. That can be a little bit scary. Uh, we can have young players and all of us, right? There could be a fear of failure and making mistakes. And so we want to communicate to them like, hey, we know this is new for you. So it's, it's okay. Like if you want to ask more questions, ask more questions. Uh, I don't expect you to be perfect ever, right? Even if you start to get something down. So dribble it off your foot. That's fine with me, right? You're going to make some different mistakes. So for us to be able uh, as coaches and as adults to encourage our sports teams to uh, make mistakes, learn as we go, and then also let them know that their teammate next to them is going to have a different view of what's going on. Right. Um, you know, there could be a, a basketball play that you and I are watching and we could see that play unfold and we could say, what did you see? And you could explain, you'd say, all right, Steve, what did you see? I could explain what I saw. Both could be correct, but both could be different. And that's very important for, for us to understand as coaches because I could point something out and say, boy, the, the defense, there was a drive up top and the defense helped from uh, the backside. And boy, that player was open in the, the weak side corner and we didn't hit him, right? Well, that could be correct, right? And then you could look at it and say, boy, the, the on-ball defender made a mistake, right? He was back on his, on his heels. He was on one side that allowed him to get beat to, to the rim. Player over here didn't help. That's why he was continuing to drive away that would also be correct. 
And so for us as coaches to be able to communicate to our kids, hey, we're going to have different views, we're going to have different perspectives, and we welcome those things uh, are very, very important. Um, and can you describe any experiences in sports that taught you to handle both victories and defeats with maturity? And how does that impact your and how has that impacted your communication style? That's a great question. Um, I when I'm working with athletes, I want them to experience victory and defeat every day, every practice. Um, I think that we live in a society where um, you see this with certain parents, certain youth coaches, like they want to protect their kids from failing. Uh, and everybody wins society mm -hmm. sometimes. Well, listen, life's not fair. Right. Uh, people, not everyone is kind. Not everyone is nice. It's just true. Right. Um, there's going to be times where uh, somebody cheat or, or there's going to be times where like somebody fouled somebody and the official didn't see it. And so they didn't call it. And that affected the outcome of the game. That's sports. Right. But things like that also happen happen in life. And so it's important, I think, for, for athletes to be, and, and for, for youth especially, to be in an environment where they're experiencing winning. How do we handle winning, right? Do we handle it with humility? Uh, do we handle it with character, right? Not uh, being, you know, bragging and rude and arrogant, right? Be able to handle winning, handling success, and also handing, handling losing, handling failure, handling mistakes by myself and by others and learning and using those different situations as learning experiences moving forward, I think are really important for, for all of us. And so for, for me, it's, it's two things. One, I want them to be in an environment where they're going to experience winning and losing a lot. And then two, as a coach, it's my job to be able to talk about those things. And to be able to, to lay that out in front of our kids and to be able to explain to them, not just putting them in a situation where they're going to win and lose, but then to be able to explain the value of handling success, handling failure, winning a game, losing a game, playing well, playing poorly, and for them to be able to have almost that inner conversation with themselves about you know, this is bigger than basketball. This is bigger than this specific game, but I'm trying to develop uh, really like winners through winners in life through how we handle some of those highs and lows in sports that translates. Absolutely. I, I remember being a kid and uh, I think that's the first time I really learned how to, how to win and lose specifically like playing baseball. I remember, um, when, when I first played and I would either not be able to hit the ball or something, you'd go and you'd start crying. And then the coach, and your dad, like, Hey, it's, you know, it's fine. Just do better. Cause you didn't really know how to handle that yes. uh, feeling of like failing as a kid. And, you know, a lot of kids do that when, whatever we do. And I think that's really how uh, I broke out of that was playing sports and yeah. understanding like you're not always going to win, but just, you know, do better and take everything constructively. It's, it's huge. It's huge, huge, huge. Like, uh, I'll give you another example. So my daughter plays on a, in a soccer league right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we had, we recently had a parent player scrimmage, right. It's towards the end of the season. So the parents scrimmage in players. And so we're getting ready for the scrimmage. And a couple of the, the parents are like, 
you know, should we, we should let them win. Right. Like we should let the kids win. And I like turned into like another person for a second. I was like, no, 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 like, no, you don't, uh, we're not letting them win. Like, you kidding me? Like, I'm not trying to destroy them in soccer a hundred to zero. Like we can beat them one zero, but they're not better. They're eight, nine and 10 years old. So they're not going to win. We're not going to let them win. What is that teaching somebody by doing that mm -hmm. and being able to handle like the defeat when you do something, those kids tried their hardest. They didn't win. Mm -hmm. That happens in life. There's things mm -hmm. where you do the best that you can do and it still didn't work out how you want it. How do we handle those situations? I can't protect. Like if I, if I care about you, mm -hmm. if I care about you, I'm not going to protect you from those situations. I'm going to put you in more of those situations so you can learn how to handle it. Just like you talked about playing baseball, right? You, your, your dad's not saying, boy, I don't want him to strike out. So we're just not going to have him play baseball. Yeah. That way he'll never strike out. No, you learn, right? You learn. And, you know, baseball is a great example because most of the time you strike out. Mm -hmm. The best ever strike out more than they get on base, right? And that's elite. So for for us to be able to, you know, as a, as a parent and also a coach, like I'm trying to shift a lot of that right now. And that's, I know maybe we're a little off subject, but like, I'm trying to, to change. Like, yeah, I want young people to experience winning and losing and that struggle uh, many, many, many times. And then the last thing I would just add is like something I told to the parents at, at that, that scrimmage, I said, listen, you got to beat them now because at some point as a parent, you're going to want to beat your kid and mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to, they're going to be better than you at some point. Right. And, and and maybe it's not going to be that much longer. And you're going to be like, boy, I'd really like to beat them in soccer or basketball or something like that. Well, right. it's going to be too late by then. They're going to already be better. You see, so you, you, know, you got a window to do some of those things. Sure. That's kind of the other thing you got to do. it. And I, I kind of feel like today I'll uh, interact with people. and I can almost tell if they played sports or not for, for a <laughs> period of time because of the way they can, the way they take information, the way they maybe take criticism or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, some people can just blow up in a heartbeat and some people can just take it with a grain of salt and understand. So it's interesting, uh, that conversation. Mm -hmm. so moving on to the next question. Um, let's see, number nine. How has how playing sports taught you to accept discipline, follow rules, and take di uh, directions from coaches and referees? And how does this relate to communication in a broader context? Yeah, that's another great, that's another great question. And, and you hit on, you hit on one thing with, with taking coaching is like, as a, as a young athlete, we have to be able to take coaching. We have to be able to, sometimes coaches may say something to you in a certain way that you don't like how they said it, but to be able to figure out what they meant by it and the, the teaching that's going on is really, really important for us. Um, you know, you may not love how somebody says something to you, but if we can peel that back and be like, well, but what were they actually saying? Is there, is there some, some nuggets in there that I can take to become a, a better athlete or whatever it is? Oh, that that's what I can take. Okay. Because again, in life, there's going to be people that you work with and some of it's just communication style, personality thing, where they're going to say something to you and it may rub you the wrong way. Well, do you let that stop you or do you take 
what they said and say, okay, I may not love how they communicated with me, but what's the point here? What's the value that I can take from it? Okay, that's that's the most important thing. And then we take that and and we move on. So there's different types of communication as far as how people come across to one another. Um, so it's really important for us when you know we're we're working with young people and applying communication in, in sport to teach them like, hey, um, next play, right? You don't like something that was said to you or an action that happened. What can we take from that to continue to be better? And how can we apply it to the next play uh, moving forward? Also, like when things aren't going your way, understanding like failure isn't uh, final. It is uh, education so that we can continue to get better and move on, move, move forward. Um, to answer, you know, continue to dive into, into your question. There's so many things with sports that I think set us up for success down the road, because as you mentioned in your question, like following rules, well, there's specific rules to each sport that you need to be able to understand. Right. So that's communication right there, being able to take information, being able to process it, and then being able to execute it going out onto the court. That could be something as simple as like not traveling or staying in bounds, right? Uh, not committing a foul, being able to take that, like that starts with communication. Um, we can learn from others through their demonstrations. We can learn from others through, you know, the, the verbal communication that they're giving. We can learn it from, you know, watching video examples, like we could go on and on. So that communication it may vary, uh, but for us to be able to, you know, take those instructions from coaches, from officials, and then being able to apply that into our sports is exactly how we're going to be able to take cues from uh, a boss someday. It's going to uh, a manager someday. Of, there's going to be times where we're in those roles, and then we need to communicate that to others effectively. And what I've done with sports and how I've tried to communicate, you know, better each year with the players we work with is I take all my experiences from the coaches that I've had, the people that I've had the chance to work with and I say, okay, what did I love about their communication styles? What did, how did they communicate with, with me that benefited me as a person? Okay. I try to apply that to what they did. And then what are the things that I didn't like? What are the things that I was like, that wasn't helpful, right? Am I doing some of those things? Maybe I am because that was part of the environment I grew up in, but it doesn't mean it's positive. And so now I need to be able to delete some of those things and fill it up with more uh, ways to communicate that are more positive, that are more beneficial for our athletes. So I think we're always learning and the variety of communication and how we get across to others is something that we're always trying to you know, continue to develop. Awesome. And uh, in what ways have uh, sports uh, contributed to your ability to identify and utilize the strengths and weaknesses of your teammates and the people that you've coached? And how does that relate to teamwork and communication skills? I think in sports, you're always trying to get the best out of mm -hmm. one another. And so if we're going to try to get the best out of one another, we have to be able to evaluate one another's strengths and weaknesses. Like I need to know what my strengths and weaknesses are. I also need to know what my, my team's strengths and weaknesses are. And so being able to have that ability to, to evaluate, assess, 
And then the importance of communicating that to one another as we go throughout, say, the course of, of a basketball season is going to be huge. So some of that is getting out of our comfort zone. Communication is not always easy. It's it's not black and white. It's It's not simple, but it is necessary. And so for us to be able to, you know, share like, hey, you know, this isn't this this player that I'm guarding in a game like they're really really good and my teammate might be a better matchup maybe they're a little bit stronger against a more physical player like hey you know you, you can take them let me take your man whatever that that might be um for us to be able to utilize not only our strengths and weaknesses but other people's strengths and weaknesses and then put one another in a position to succeed we can't do those things without communication. Like that's, that is what's going to be the action to put it over the top. It's not me knowing your strengths and weaknesses, right? It's being able to apply it. How do we apply it? Well, we have to communicate to one another in order to put ourselves in that position to succeed. So that, that is teamwork, right? As it relates to teamwork, like that is what a characteristic that great teams have is they do, they do those things by using their communication. It's one thing to know. It's another thing to communicate it, to teach it, to apply it, to learn from one another. Uh, and that's the process that we're, we're always in um, as coaches, as, as parents, as, as young athletes. And yeah, I hope as we finish this out and as a parent and as a youth basketball coach and as a basketball trainer that this is something that we can all strive to continue to improve upon. Um, I don't think there's any magic way where it's like, all right, we've mastered this, right? It's, it's just a constant, a constant process. So if we can continue to teach life lessons through basketball, mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing, life mm -hmm. lessons through sport, whether it's communication, working hard, perseverance, character, honesty, you, you name your name, your characteristic that you want to focus on. A lot of that can be touched on through sports. And when it comes to communication skills, you know, there, there's no different, no difference. So uh, as a young parent, a youth basketball coach, anyone who's involved with, with sports, I think it's vital for us to continue to put our kids in a position where they're forced to communicate, where they're encouraged to communicate, where it's a positive learning environment that accepts success and failure equally, uh, then we're going to put our, our, our young people in a position to succeed. And that's going to benefit them not only in sports, but for the rest of their life. Awesome. And uh, I, I, yeah, one of my final questions to you just was going to be like, if I was a parent and I was thinking about maybe putting my kid in a sport or whatever, what would you tell me? But you kind of just touched on that. And that's, you know, building skills outside of sports that you can take, you know, into your life, even though, you know, maybe my kid's not going to be a professional athlete, he might be this or that, but there's so much stuff that you can learn uh, in sports that you can take, you know, for the rest of your life. And mm -hmm. I, I certainly have, and I know you certainly have, even though you're still sports focused. Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I thank you for, for taking the time. I mean, it was awesome having you as an, an intern with us um, through Coastal and, yeah, I think that, you know, this is a great conversation. Some of these questions you listed were were tremendous. I could have gone on a tangent with just, just one or the two of these questions we could have done a whole interview on.